The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh and a merry heart does make like medicine, and nobody does sound effects better than Captain Chris. There you go. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Here's a great idea. Don't be a headline junkie. And what that means is that you see a headline, you go, ooh, ooh, it must be true. Uh, headlines are there to grab your attention, not to speak the truth. Remember that. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't. If we decide to be more sponge-like, and uh, even though that's very cartoonish, it's probably not a great idea. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Six days and counting, I'll let you know. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, like when you tell your son, hey, son, focus on Jesus and not the situation, and then you hang up the phone, and then you start focusing on your own situation and not on Jesus, and the Lord goes, ever have something like that happen? Yeah, that's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, maybe you got something rattling around between your left and right ear and you just want to share it. Maybe it's a praise report. Maybe it's a prayer request. Maybe it's just something that's kind of working through your system by the power of the Holy Spirit and you just want to share it with your brothers and sisters. All of that is good. We're here to support one another. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll talk to Captain Chris. That, my friends, that's just nice. And then you will be... That's because you're a nice guy. That's what it's all about. Uh, Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. That's not a number to call. That's a number to text. I I want to stress that. That's a number to text, 214-210-8483. Additionally, 
You can send an email live during the show. It is working. Everything's working so far. Uh, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. We'll send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you there. Please, I'm going to tell you right now what's been going on all morning long. Fun, fun, fun. So our domain, he must increase.org has uh, the whole uh, hosting uh, company went down. <laughs> How big is that? Yeah, about 16 million websites. <laughs> so anyway, so it's back up and everything's fine. But when you use he must increase.org, it has a little flashy, their little certificate thing didn't get caught up yet. So don't freak out if you go to the website, okay? If you go to the website, it has a little, little was it, a triangle, and it says, ooh, 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 just ignore it. It'll be fixed within 24 hours. Just one of those fun things that I had to deal with this morning. Yay! And praise the Lord, because why? I'm not going to keep looking at the situation. On the other element that I want to bring up to you is, don't forget brochures. They are available for you, and they are free. And then on the website is a great place either to give or get information about giving. Go check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Yeah, that's still a good one. I mean, right? I mean, it's still good. I mean, you know, I mean, when roosters are crowing, it's a great thing. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's see a couple things we want to do. We're going to, uh, get involved in the word of God, but first we're going to open up with a word of prayer. If that is okay for everybody, I want to pray. You know, we were praying for Eric's friend. We were also praying for health for different people, uh, uh for Nola and for the different people going through the different things. I just want to pray for our audience, just that the Lord would, would just strengthen everybody and there'd be a perseverance going on. So let's do that. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus with great thanksgiving. Lord, my faith is strong right now for whatever reason you've given me a confidence, an ability to believe you for this moment. And I'm praying for this audience right now, these people, my brothers, my sisters, who are your children. I pray for the healing power that comes from you to touch those who have physical and emotional ailments, Lord. We need your healing power. We need Jehovah Rapha to be the healer for these people. And by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed. And we believe you for this. We, we, at, we extend our faith. Jesus, when you were teaching us in the gospel, you were showing us that great faith makes great transitions for people's lives when it's offered to you. And those people that offered great faith found miraculous deliverance. That's what we're praying for. Miraculous deliverance for those who are suffering. We pray for your graces, and we pray for your refreshment, and we pray for your kindness. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. Uh, and I do expect to actually hear testimonies from that. What do you think of that? Ooh. Uh, you might notice that I'm feeling a little bit more calm than from yesterday. Yesterday was a very difficult day for me on several levels. 
Last night, the Lord gave me a minor breakthrough in school. I was so happy. Uh, so I was able to get up this morning uh, after about four hours of sleep and then uh, work on my first uh, submission that's going to take place. So I'm very, very excited, very, very blessed that the Lord said, okay, that's enough, dum-dum, follow me. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's kind of nice, huh? Okay. Uh, all right, let's get into the teaching, and this is some powerful stuff. So if we don't make our break, it would not be a surprise to anybody, or it shouldn't be, because we're in Psalm 22, and I've got a message for you. This is a psalm that many uh, theologians have quoted and made a statement, and we're going to say maybe it's true and maybe it's not true. We're not going to be a definitive, but we're going to give you the opportunity to observe it. Here's Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Wow. Psalm 22, known as a messianic psalm, the suffering, praise, and posterity of the Messiah, written by King David. Here is the key. This is what Jesus said on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So many a theologian has gone forward and said what? Now many of you know this. Well, that's the moment that God poured all the sin of humanity on Jesus, and then the Lord looked away. Gosh, that's spiritual. I like that. It's not necessarily true, but it sounds so good. You think, well, what do you mean it's not true? Just slow down, Sparks. Let's get through it. My God, my God is the last thing that Jesus said. In this moment, did God look away? Maybe he did. I'm going to say that right now, but maybe he didn't. Okay, here's the key. What we know for sure is that Jesus was quoting the psalm that we know. And you think, well, why would you say, Dave, that he wasn't looking away? Well, because in verse 24 of the same psalm, it says, For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him. So... That then provides a little bit of a context challenge to God turned away and didn't look. Well, but, but see, in verse 24, it says, that ain't what happened. It says this, he has not hidden his face from him. Now, is that a bad thing to say? The Lord looked away? No, the Lord doesn't like to be looking at sin. It's not. We're not arguing that question. And people are like, well, there could never be anything sinful in the presence of God. Well, boy, Satan was up there doing some accusing for a while. So let's uh, re revamp that. Okay? What God will not do is fellowship with those who are polluted by sin. It's not that there's no engagement. If there was no engagement, every man would have been destroyed. It's over. So what I want you to get, though, is I want you to connect what Jesus went through to the psalm, and then we're going to go through the psalm and say, well, what, what is it about this psalm? Why is it that Jesus quoted this psalm? For sure, he quoted the psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other words, we know this is the psalm that's going in the direction. Why did Jesus use this psalm? Why was this the last thing that he was saying? What took place that that might be the case? If he's quoting this psalm, there has to be a reason for you and I to understand that at the darkest time, there is a connection that Jesus has to us 
when we feel like the Lord ain't around. That's a big deal. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday. And it was stop and go traffic. There's, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and this little sports car would, would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go and I'd go and he'd go and I'd go, and I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden, I hear this little beep 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, I, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's, he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting, when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on my ah. ears that's, uh, it's, you know, um, God created the universe uh, he can write a book, and uh, and then he just sped off. Not well. He he slowly drove off at <laughs> twenty miles an hour. <laughs> but I I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually, it, people that have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is. I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other yeah. fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Well, let's get that squared away. You know. <laughs> yes, and you know what? He might be listening to the story um, to the to the uh, radio now. That's exactly right. What a blessing. That's cool. And we do have those bumper stickers. So no, we only have so many, but we were, as we get this, we're going to do an ambassador program, and that'll give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to, and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to. But I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. And that is a great story. And see, every time we're in traffic, we think something bad's going to happen. Instead... Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. Just right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. I mean, I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where you know what? I haven't even told Don that he's actually in the dissertation. I'm not going to tell him. (laughs) I'm not going to tell him until I pass because (laughs) 
That would be kind of mean. Anyhow, here's your first trivia question. In Exodus, which of Moses' relatives told him that he should delegate some of his decisions to others? In Exodus, you know what's so funny about this? Uh, I did when I did my BA, I did a minor in leadership, and this was the first story, even in a secular school, even in that one secular class, a management class that they talked about. I always thought that was amazing. In Exodus, what, uh, which of his relations or relatives advised Moses to delegate some of his decisions to others? Let's see if you guys can track that down. The number to call in, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. The other thing that I will let you know, just uh, we want you to be praying for ministry wisdom. We need wisdom as to some of the things that we're going to be doing. When the doctorate is over, there's going to be this huge hole. Huge. Uh, let me express this. Huge hole. You know, Grand canyon size hole. And uh, we've got to decide uh, in, in a couple of different directions ministry-wise. So the... Board needs wisdom, and we need sensitivity to the Lord. All right, uh, the question is out there. We're going to do our DNA right off the bat. We've got a lot going on today that I want to take care of. Uh, so let's do our DNA, if that's good. You good for that? Cool. D, so DNA is what we're made of. It's our building blocks as Christians. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. 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 I mean, that's just such a wonderful. Just if you just wake up and go, yes, Lord. I mean, just want, just try this. When you wake up tomorrow, after you, you know, after you get the cobwebs up, and then you, you shake your head, uh, whether an animal wakes you up, an alarm, or whatever the case may be. In our case, it's always animals. Uh, and then just say, yes, Lord. Just start that way. That's a way to draw closer to the Lord daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never be ashamed. Uh, they just had something happen in the news today, somebody trying to uh, capture or trick somebody uh, using the word of God. It's just baloney. You just got to, no, 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 I'm not going to be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. This, I think, of the DNA, the hardest part, and that is because you have to shift the focus off of yourself onto other people and how they're doing, and then also be sensitive to the Lord. But this is how you go about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So that's the wisdom of it. Okay. Uh, in Exodus, which of uh, Moses's relatives delegated some of his, uh, told him to delegate some of his decisions to others? So Mo doing everything. Good thing he wasn't a controller. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have no, rela no relation to that whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, it's like Chris's laugh when he does that thing. <laughs> uh, if you think you know who uh, told him that, 972-445-0770. We're bound to get this one right. 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David at he must increase dot org. And I want to go back to this text. I want to make sure you understand how important this is. Uh, it's essential for us to understand that you know, there's nothing wrong with theologians saying, hey, at this moment when Jesus was crying out, this was the moment that there was a separation between the Son and the Father. There's nothing wrong with assuming that to a degree. It's not a hill you die on, but it's definitely worth the thought, worth, you know, 
talking about, worth consideration. But we don't necessarily know that's the case. What we know for sure is that Jesus is quoting this psalm. In this psalm, David wrote prophetically, but going through the same experience that Jesus was going through. And what that really has to do with on the cross, I want to make sure you catch this, is the loneliness that's on the cross. Everybody thinks, you know, well, you know, the joy that was set before him, I got it. I I, to, I I try to live by that. I think it's the, one of the most important principles, especially coming out of Hebrews chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3. It's one of the most important principles to live by. But I want you to remember that Jesus took on human form so that he could what? He could be human. He could be one of us. And he's on that cross, and after all that he's been through, never doing anything wrong, and he's at the point of getting ready to expire, getting ready to die. There's that moment of loneliness. This is the kind of loneliness that goes deeper than human loneliness, and I want to make a point here. It's really important. This loneliness is past human emotion and connection and relationship. We all go through that. I mean, I think every human goes through that. This is deeper. This is the one where there's nobody that you think is listening when you're talking in your head. That one. That's the loneliness. Nothing but an echo chamber. Jesus quoting David, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? You're not there. You're the only one that could be here right now. And you're not there. Isn't it? It's very powerful. Like, wow. And, and my perception, my theological approach, or from a practical approach, is you know, this is this is the psalm is quoted so that we don't just take part of it and go, ooh, that's the whole you know, text. Are you kidding? This is one of the most profound psalms, one of the most profound chapters in the entire Old Testament. But what we, what we can't jump by is Jesus going through it. Because if he didn't go through it, how would he know what it's like for you and I to go through it? So he had to go through it. Did he deserve it? No. Did we? Do we deserve it? Yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, most of the time. But Jesus did nothing wrong. And it's like, he says, why are you so far from helping me? Not you don't exist. Okay? Because I want to make sure you understand the difference there. Not you're not real. But where are you? That's what he's asking. Why are you so far my groaning? It's really, it's hurting me. This is hurting me. I need you. That's what's going on in this quote of this psalm. That's what's going on when David writes this psalm, told he would be anointed king and then driven from Jerusalem after he, after he slays Goliath, right? And then he's winning all these great battles, and then he's now, on, now he's hunted. It's like, what happened? What happened? I didn't do anything. And yet, that's what's going on. So I'm going to close this out because we have a caller who's going to respond to the trivia question. I'm going to close this out with one word from verse 3. You guys know this. I've, I've talked about it before. It's so good. 
Jesus said, my God, my God, or the psalm says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The rest of the psalm, why are you so far from helping me and from my words of my groaning? Oh God, I cry in the daytime, you do not hear in the night season, and I am not silent. But. <laughs> but. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. In the dictionary, if you ever want to look it up, look it up at Webster's. It means, on the other hand. That's what it means. There's another portion coming, and that's what I think Jesus was alluding to. You have to get to that. It's a great theology. It's great fun. All right, we do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question, so let's do that. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Sister Sally. Hi, how are you? I'm doing better. I'm so glad to hear that. It was wonderful for me. All right, in Exodus... Moses had a relative that told him, you got to be delegating some of this. You can't do all this stuff to yourself. Who told him? It was his father-in-law. That's right. Do you remember his name? No. It's Jethro, but it's right. It was his father-in-law. You got it. And that's what happens is we take on so much by ourselves. We think we can do everything by ourselves. And Moses, from, from beginning of day to end of day, was just answering every possible thing in the world. And the guy was like, going, You need help. Well, I know all your answers. <laughs> but because I have a Bible in every room in the house. <laughs> that's and no the matter way to do where it. I am, I can open it up and read. That's the way to do it. So I, I, I know I learn a lot that way. I learn odd stuff. I love, though, that you can go to any room in your house, and there is the Word of God. Even in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. oh, God bless you. You're so honest. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you have a good day. All right. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a delight. All right. So now just uh, all these things you got together. It's like, wow, these are some pretty profound truths. I'm really hoping you guys will absorb some of these truths that we're talking about. But this is a great trivia question. It leads to a reality check. That is, how much are you trying to do on your own? How much are you trying to Are you trying to do too much on your own? Now, we're not talking about fulfilling your shift like at work, but there's also these other things that you and I take on. And, like, you know, sometimes I dump this on Captain Chris. Like, can you find this? Can you find this? That's not part of his shift. You know what I'm saying? But he does it. He's taking it on. But you know what? It helps me. And it helps the show. And then that helps you. That's what that's. Taking, helping one another get this done. Hey, that's a, what a brilliant idea. Loving one another. Huh? Who, who'd have come up with that? Who'd have thought that? Yeah, okay. All right, we'll take our break and then we will come back. We got so much more in store for you. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reached down and saved you. Just my freedom at the cost of his soul. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. 
and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board. Every once in a while when I do the uh, radio hosting, I have this wonderful opportunity to talk to people that influence the church, that are a blessing to the church. Today is no different. I am honored and blessed, by the way, to have the opportunity to talk with Pastor Robert Morris. He is the founding and lead pastor of Gateway Church. He's a best-selling author. He's written some excellent material, but he has a new book out which has the greatest title ever next to the Bible. The, the new book is called Take the Day Off. Please. That's all I ask for. The book is entitled Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. Pastor Marshall, you're there with us. I am, David, and it is so good to talk with you today. I do want to let you know before we get going uh, that I was actually introduced to you by somebody at your church about a year ago. I was at a place called Inigen. And uh, somebody named Robert, who went to your church, he gave me your book, uh, you know, Beyond Blessed. And I had not uh, actually had the chance to engage on any of your material yet. I read that. It was a really timely book, which was really cool. Oh, and th- then I was able to go and get your book on the Holy Spirit, which I thought was one of the best pneumatology well, books that I've read in eight in a long time. So just so that <laughs> you know, you. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. I, I, I've, uh, I actually I came from a Baptist background. And um, and so I've actually had, I have some friends that are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. I have some friends that are Church of Christ and I have some friends that, you know, just come from all sorts of different backgrounds that are not, quote, unquote, Pentecostal Charismatic. And again, that's not my background either. I went to Crystal right there in Dallas and to East Texas Baptist College before that. But anyway, I've had so many guys tell me that they really appreciated um, that book on the Holy Spirit. Um, and they may not even agree with everything in it, but they appreciated the sensitivity and the way I handled the, yeah. the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, you so. did, it was a great job. I mean, I was born and raised Jewish. I became a Christian. I'm a, oh, I, I have that. a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination. And <laughs> Baptist-costal. Just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Calminian, and I'm a manifold <laughs> millennialist. So <laughs> anytime you want to sit great. there and talk about diversity, I'm there for you. The David Spoon Experience.